We want to explore all sports and competitions on a deeper level in order to understand the less mainstream topics and events. We here at Deep Dive Sports not only want you to walk away having learned something, but for us to have learned something new as well. Now don't get us wrong, we will do our best to cover the big events, but our main goal is to give you a different perspective on some of the overlooked sports and competitions across the globe. We hope you're ready to learn, laugh, and have fun because we are excited to bring you this podcast. Please sit back, relax, and dive deep into these topics with us. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Deep Dive Sports. Thank you for tuning in. And this week, we have an amazing episode for you on an amazing topic such as cornhole. Now, I know that this is everyone's favorite backyard game, but we're going to give a little bit of insight on the history of it, on the who, the where, the what, the when, the why. We're also going to cover some of the rules and some of the leagues, and then some of the techniques that are used within the game as well. So to start it off, I will try to cover that who, where, and when. Some say cornhole originated in Germany. They would not be wrong, but they would also not be right. Before the German Confederation came together to be what we know as Germany today, those who could work would travel a lot between the German principalities and often leave their children behind. So naturally they created games in order to pass the time. The one that would most resemble cornhole and later evolve into what we know as cornhole today consisted of throwing small items into milk crates. The various trades people would create objects out of cloth, leather, and other materials in order to see which would work better. When you fast forward to the 1830s, Cincinnati became a popular destination for German immigrants to America. When they got there, they noticed people were playing the game of horseshoes. This being a game similar to cornhole in the regards of standing on opposite sides and throwing an object from one end to another at a singular target. Now the German immigrants did not hate this game, but they also found it hard to play while drinking. It was hard to keep score and pretty loud, so they began to brainstorm and try to recreate when they used to throw small objects into milk crates. The first throwable objects were bags made of old uh, baseball bags and differed in size, weight, and materials used. They also tried melting down the horseshoes and wrapping them in yarn, cloth, or leather, but that was also, again, too hard to play with. Now, if you fast forward to about 1889, when the sewing machine became more common in households, between this and the surplus of farming at the time, they were able to make bags filled with corn using similar materials as before. But unfortunately, this creation was not just for the game described before. A man by the name of Haylinger de Witt had created a game where you throw bags filled with sand, dirt, beans, and eventually corn of different sizes at a slanted board into a hole. He's actually credited as, as being one of the first to use bean bags in this era. Soon after creating the game, he actually sold it to a toy company who tweaked the game just a bit. They added a hole and a bunch of different sized bags and they called the game Flaba Baga. From the time it was created till about 1970, the game didn't catch on as much and others kept trying to make their own version of the game until a similar version seemed to stick in Chicago and the rest of the North and Northwest, they called it bags or bag toss. And then in Cincinnati and the South, they called it cornhole. Now I know through this section, I may not have answered who created cornhole and trust me, I tried to find a name, but there's too much speculation to who created the game. And I think a safe answer is that cornhole was created by the people. And that is why it is so popular. Over time, many different types of people created similar games until we decided on this variation. And who knows, maybe the game is not done evolving yet. That right there is something special. 
Nick did a really good job of explaining the several sections that he worked on. Now it's my turn to answer the why. The modern version of the game Cornhole was created out of the safety for the players. For example, there was a version of the game created by Mathis Copperman during the 14th century. His version of the game came after watching some children play a similar version where they would throw rocks into groundhog holes. Now, out of concern for their safety, Copperman decided to put his carpentry school skills to good use and create an actual board similar to what we use today. Now, you might be wondering how the name Cornhole kind of came about. At the time of its creation, corn was utilized more as a weight than as an actual because it was thought of as an abundance. As a way to make the game safer, Copperman determined that a bag of corn would be better than throwing an actual rock. The name kind of took off from there. The game of cornhole, or bag toss as we are familiar with today, gained popularity in the Midwest of the U.S. The game cornhole emerged as a favorite pastime in Cincinnati and it quickly spread to backyard barbecues, beaches, breweries, and campgrounds across the United States. Bars and pubs across the United States now host regular cornhole tournaments. The game has also significant usage in marketing and custom cornhole boards that are regularly used at weddings and family events. There are even cornhole classes that are taught across the country. The American Cornhole Organization's World Championships of Cornhole have even received airtime on ESPN. Players from around the country come to the championships of bags to contend for five days of cornhole with a $50,000 cash prize at the finish line. The tournament has even gained a larger viewing audience than Major League Baseball, the WNBA All-Star Game, and the final stage of the Tour de France. That weekend, nearly 300,000 people tuned in to watch the tournament. So there are two major cornhole organizations. As I mentioned earlier, there's the American Cornhole Organization, but there's also the American Cornhole League. The American Cornhole League was founded in 2015 by Stacy Moore. According to the ACL's website, it promotes and develops cornhole as a sport on every level and creates software and apps to manage cornhole leagues, tournaments, special events, and player development. The ACL operates a number of different leagues at different levels as well. First is the ACL Pro, which is a series of national events where players compete for prize money, and these events are broadcast on ESPN and other digital outlets. Below that is the ACL Championship, which is a year-long point series that consists of local, regional, conference, and national events of all ages and skill levels. There are four skill-level divisions, advanced, competitive, social, and tailgates. There are even women's, seniors, and juniors divisions. Next is the ACL College. The National College Cornhole Championship crowns the best cornhole college team and college alumni team from around the country. It provides scholarship money to students and donates to booster clubs. The open format allows for any size college to participate. The ACL also encourages colleges to develop cornhole as a intramural or club sport and develop strategies to leverage cornhole to raise funds for college athletes. And finally, there's the ACL Juniors, which is a dedicated series for juniors to compete and earn scholarship money that can be used at any college. So the next organization is the American Cornhole Organization. The American Cornhole Association, or ACO, was established in 2005 and is headquartered in Milford, Ohio. As of August 2019, the ACO claimed on its website to be the governing body for the sport of cornhole. The ACO runs and promotes professional and recreational cornhole tournaments and leagues through its nationwide network of ACO-certified officials. The ACO has formalized official rules and established the ACO 
world rankings for the sport of cornhole. There is also the American Cornhole Association, whose sole mission is to help cornhole players enjoy the game of cornhole. According to its website, one of the most important ways to achieve this goal is for people to have high-quality equipment to play on. Accordingly, the ACA seems to be more focused on selling cornhole-related products and equipment than it is being a sanctioning body of the sport. However, it does have its own rules and sponsored events. Now, I know many of you have probably played cornhole before, but just in case it's been a while, and just in case there's a few people who haven't played cornhole, I'm just going to go over some of the basic rules for cornhole. Cornhole is played with two boards, eight beanbags, two to four people, and many times a beer in your hand. Of course, only if you're of age. The goal of the game is to get to 21 without going over. Now, some people will play where going over 21 is okay and still considered a win, but most will play if you go over 21, it is a bust and you are sent back to the score of 11. Each team will alternate throwing four beanbags toward a slanted board with one hole centered nine inches from the top of the board. If the bag lands on the board, it is one point, And if the bag lands in the hole, it is three points. But if another player's bags land on the board or in the hole like yours, its points would be used to cancel yours out. For example, if you throw one bag on the board, two bags in the hole and you miss one with one bag and then your opponent throws two bags on the board one bag in the hole and misses with one bag you would win the round with a score of two because you threw a score of seven and your opponent threw a score of five their five would cancel out five of your points and leave you with two points now that Nick covered the basic rules of the game, here are some of the techniques in which you can use to play cornhole. There is the sling toss, which is where you pinch the bag in a corner using your thumb and index finger. Then you would bring your arm back and sling the bag at the board using an underhand throw. This motion should add a backspin to the bag. Then there's the frisbee toss, which is where you pinch the bag in a corner using your thumb and index finger. Turn your body sideways so that your throwing arm is toward the board and your throwing hand is cocked back as if you were throwing a frisbee. Release your arm in a sideways motion with the bag aimed at the board. Then there's the overhand toss. Hold the bag and throw it at the board as if you're throwing a baseball. As such, your toss should be either overhand or sidearm. This throw takes a lot of practice to gain the consistency of other techniques, but it can still be quite effective. Then there's the jump toss, which is where you hold the bag in your throwing hand and use your non-throwing hand to line up the shot, as you would with a basketball. Use the same motion as shooting the basketball to lob the bag at the board. And lastly, there is the fold over toss, which is where you flatten the bag to evenly spread the filling. Then fold the bag in half like a newspaper and hold as you would in a basic toss. Throw on her hand to get a solid arc in good distance. Awesome. Thank you everyone for bearing with us through the quick history section, the rules section, the techniques, and then learning about the different organizations in which help us play cornhole today. In this next section, we are going to answer a few questions. One being, do you think cornhole could become a pro sport as big as bowling, or will it always be more of a backyard get together kind of game? I'm going to let Dom answer that first. So in my opinion, even though cornhole has become more popular over the years, if it's ever going to get as big as bowling, um, it's going to be quite a few years till it gets to that point. Just looking at TV viewerships for the cornhole championship that they have on ESPN that we referenced earlier in the episode, that had about 300,000 viewers for the whole weekend. But in 2019, the PBA 
Uh, yeah, the Pro Bowling Association got 1.1 million viewers. If it's ever going to get on the same level as bowling, it's it's still going to be quite a few years till it gets to that point. Okay. What do you think, David? I think it'll just mainly stay as a backyard game, mainly because that's what it's always been. It, it always has been. And I don't think, I think that Cornhole is one of those games that outside of like changing the basic concept of the game won't change to become a big pro sport. I think it'll just be something that will always be fun. And I think it just has that stigma really of being the backyard game more than anything. So if it will, like Dom said, it would be years before it became such a, as big of a pro sport as bowling. But like I said before, it would just be a backyard game to me. And I think that can go be said for most other people who love playing cornhole because it, not everything has to be pro, a pro sport, to be honest. Yeah, I definitely agree with you, David, in, in that last statement that not everything has to be a pro sport. But unfortunately, we live in a world where people like to make money off of anything and everything that they can. So before I give my answer, I just kind of wanted to reference the poll that we had out of this pretty much exact question. A lot of people that answered the poll actually agree with you two saying that it's not there yet. So we had about 66.7% of people say that. We had 33.3% people say it was on the same level of bowling. And then 0% people say that it was on a higher level than bowling. So I do agree with you guys that it's not at that level yet, but I do think it could be. I think honestly, unfortunately, you know, with COVID and everything, I think that's put a damper on their progress because like you guys said, it, Cornhole is very much a backyard get together kind of game. And even in their tournament settings, it's very much of a let's get together, drink, have fun, eat food, raise money, those kinds of things. So a lot of that stuff is halted over the past year, year and a half. And unfortunately, until we get this under control, the growth of that sport has kind of been stunted almost. So I don't think it's, it would take a long time. And if we hadn't had COVID, I think we might have looked at like a five-year window from 2019 until maybe 2024, 2025, until maybe we saw it get to a point as a professional sport such as bowling. But now you guys are probably right in that it might take a little bit longer, maybe till 2030 until we see it kind of reach the same heights of it. But yeah, definitely, definitely a good, a good question to think about. Lastly, I just kind of wanted to get your guys' opinion on would cornhole be a good sport to add to the Olympics? I kind of saw this headline the other day and it sounds a little funny, maybe a little bit outrageous, but it is such a simple game but with a lot of different techniques that it might be something interesting to add and, and see if it worked out but what do you think David honestly I could see it happening maybe not for more than a year or two but it could happen I kind of view it as similar to curling in the sense that that's that would probably started out as just a game that people did for fun and quite honestly it possibly could be an Olympic sport I mean, I definitely agree with you in, in that, like I said before, it, it definitely sounds a little funny. It sounds a little uh, like awkward to say, but like I said before, the, the simplicity of it would be easy to add. There's a big following behind it enough, at least that you probably could get a good amount of people playing. The only drawback would be, I don't know if Cornhole is worldwide, so that might be a little bit hard to get, you know, that caught on with all the countries that would participate in the Olympics. 
But if you gave him four years to learn how to play, I'm pretty sure everybody would love to drink and throw bags into a hole and onto a board. So (laughs) what do you think, Dom? I don't ever see it being an Olympic sport. And honestly, I don't think it should be. You know, like you guys kind of alluded to in your in your points, it's not really a global sport. It's something that's really only played in the U.S. And really, it's mostly popular in the Midwest. So, you know, you could give countries time to learn the game and try to build a team. But if nobody in the country is kind of interested in playing the game, they're not going to be able to, to develop a team. You know, look, look at how long the game of cornhole has been in the U.S. And it's just now, within the last five or six years, gotten really popular. It takes time for a game to really become popular in a country. But also when you think of Olympic sports, you think of sports that are very physically demanding and that are highly competitive. You know, not saying the cornhole isn't competitive, but it's not physically demanding at all. You know, you stand next to a board, you have a beer in hand and you throw a cornhole bag onto a onto a board. You know, anybody that can really move their arm and toss a bag can play. I don't I don't know, Dom. I mean, it's if if you if you ever played cornhole and you've been you know a few beers deep, it could be pretty physically demanding. You know what I'm saying? So maybe an aspect of the game within the Olympics is you have to be a little tipsy in order to play. You know what I'm saying? So that might add a, a whole different aspect of the game to it, and it might just be a little bit more entertaining. I don't know. However, when would the Olympics? be proud to present i don't know man i mean it could break up the monotony you know what i mean you could have the 400 hurdles then you could have cornhole and then you could have like you know swimming or whatever just like something fun in the middle of the day like it's noon you got a bunch of people throwing bags at a board it might be just something to break up the seriousness of it i don't know no i i agree it's probably never gonna happen I just thought it might be something funny to to discuss, but let's head into our final thoughts. Go ahead and uh, let everyone know how you feel about cornhole. Maybe like a quick story about what it means to you. Dom, let's start with you. Yeah. So um, cornhole, it's been a sport that I've been playing for as long as I can remember. It's one of my favorite games to play over the summer at a cookout or, you know, at any sort of, gathering with family or friends cornhole is always involved you know it's always something that i look forward to playing in the summer so i'm glad we got to talk about it cornhole is just a is an amazing game to just have fun and relax to because i think that many other sports people just take really too seriously and at least in my family and almost any other outing that we go to it's just really for fun and if there is a little bit of competitiveness, it's nothing too serious. We just laugh it off at the end. And really, it's just been a good time to play, especially with my mom, because that was something we would always do whenever we got the chance to, is play a game of cornhole. Because we have a place up in New York, and we would often play cornhole there. So it's just a lot of fun, really. So I'm glad we were able to talk about this as well. Yeah, definitely. This is a sport or competition that that hits home for a lot of people a lot of people enjoy playing this game a lot of people have a lot of fond memories while playing the game um i know through this past year and a half definitely missed those you know backyard gatherings barbecues um going to the fair playing cornhole and all that kind of stuff and and like you know david and dom said it's it's competitive and you can 
you can get kind of rowdy with it. But at the end of the day, everyone's just happy to play it and everyone's happy to have fun. And that, and that's something different. That's some, that's a different field than what you get with a lot of sports. I'm sure if you go to some of these tournaments, it might get a little bit chippy, but for the most part, this is a game that you play with friends and family in your backyard and you have fun and, and you laugh and, and, and eat some food. And that is, that's something you can't say for a lot of sports and competitions around the globe, I would say. So again, this has been an awesome episode. I hope you guys learned a lot. Even though we played cornhole our, our whole lives, I feel like we've learned a little bit as well doing this episode. And that is an amazing aspect of this podcast as well. If you guys would like to listen to previous episodes, go ahead, let this one play out. Hopefully the next one should start. If you aren't following us on social media, make sure you go on Twitter, give us a follow. We do put out polls like we did this week and we'll kind of use that information in our podcast as well. Thank you for listening. Thank you to the guys. This was amazing. I know everyone's going to love this podcast because like I said, it does hit home for a lot of people. And as always, we are Deep Dive Sports. Until next time. Hey, everyone. Thank you for listening. If you would like to hear more, feel free to listen to past episodes and look for new ones every Friday. And don't forget to follow us at deep.dive.sports on Twitter instagram and facebook for any update and please let us know what you would like us to take a deep dive into next as always we are deep dive sports until next time